locking room. He gets to the 50. He gets to midfield. He gets to the 40. What an athletic display by Trey Ford. He's magic. He is the magic man of the Canadian Football League right now. He's got a line to the net. He'll come in. The shot scores! Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. Canadians and Blue Jackets 2-2 with 11.42 left in the third late in the second period. The Red Wings up 2-1 on the Rangers and the Capitals and the Kings will face off in about an hour and a half. Of course, your Edmonton Oilers back at it tomorrow against the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers have won three straight. They're 6-3 in their last nine as they continue to slowly climb up in the Western Conference standings. That game on 6.30, Chet, tomorrow 4.30 for the face-off show and the puck will drop at 6. The Edmonton Oil Kings getting ready for the Teddy Bear Toss game on Friday against Everett. Still some tickets available. Over 16,500 tickets sold, so fewer than 2,000 remaining. So don't wait if you want to go to that game that starts in 48 hours. Oilkings.ca to get the uh, tickets. Uh, bring a teddy bear. Put them in a plastic bag. If not, bags are provided at the rink. Throw them on the ice when the Oil Kings score. All for 630 Chad Sands Anonymous. Somebody was asking during uh, Brendan Escott doing Oilers Now, filling in for Bob Stoffer today. What if uh, the Bears are thrown and then the goal is overturned? <laughs> but it's just somebody thinking worst-case scenario, eh, Kellen? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I checked with somebody I know in the dub. That has happened. I was going to say, it's happened fairly recently. There, I remember it happened. There is video review in the WHL. So, yes, there could be a goal that was believed to be the teddy bear goal and then would be overturned. If that happens... Or if there's a goal, I guess if you're at Rogers Place on Friday and the Oil Kings score their first goal of the game and you think for some reason it might be reviewed and then disallowed, you know what? And this is what I've been told. Throw the damn bear, okay? Just if, if the puck goes in, throw the bear, all right? If it, and they'll, everybody will throw their bears. They're hoping to get, like, whatever it is, like 16,000, 18,000 bears. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. Uh, throw the, just throw your bear. Okay? Don't, don't sit there. The I, I'm not going to throw the bear. I think that that was goal interference. And I'm not going to throw my bear in case that's called back. If the puck goes in, throw the bear. Okay? What? Throw what? the bear. If it's disallowed, fine. The bears are on the ice. They're collected. Everybody's happy. What is the proper ergonomic form for throwing the bear? Do I don't know, it or Kellen, do you overhand it? I don't know. Well, overhand, especially if you're far away from the ice. Good point. Uh, but, the, but if you're behind the net, the bear's got to get passed around because yeah. there's the netting behind it. It takes a while. It does. But, like, conservatively, there's going to be 14,000 bears. Conservatively, there's going to be 14,000 bears. Maybe there's 18 or 19,000 bears. It's going to be incredible. So if the Oil Kings put the puck in the net for their first goal, throw the bear, even if you think it might. Hopefully it's a, a super obvious clean goal. But this has happened before. If if uh, if That's fine. If the goal gets taken off, it doesn't matter. You've participated in the teddy bear butt toss. You've thrown the bear. So to that person who wrote in, there's your answer. There is video review. 
the goal could get called back. Of all the things you could worry about in the world, maybe bump that down the priority list. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough, Kellen? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you can let me know about your worries and concerns and your joys as well, quite frankly. I always like to hear those. At 780-496-0063, that is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show Inside Sports at 630Ched.com. We will have Luke Gazdick on the show a little bit later. As always, he's presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. He will let you know what he thinks the orders are doing differently, if anything, under Chris Knobloch. He'll touch on uh, Connor McDavid's recent burst, 12 points in his last three games. He's going to talk about set plays and what he sees the Oilers doing off face-off wins to try to generate a little more offense or maybe to try to uh, catch the uh, the opposition a little unaware. So uh, that'll be with Luke coming up between 7.30 and 8. The Oilers did the practice and fly today, which Luke will also talk about what that uh, that is like for these athletes. Um, so the Oilers got the 5-4 win over the Golden Knights. I thought they played pretty well. They unfortunately were not able to put it away in regulation time, but they got the shootout win. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who had a goal in the shootout, pretty happy despite those late goals against. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it was definitely one of our, if not our best full games, obviously. Um, they get the two late, but um, I thought we did a great job all game. Um, Stewie made the saves when we needed him to, and uh, I thought just the way that uh, we worked back. Um, the forwards were working back, D were standing, we were putting pucks behind their D, making it tough on them, uh, and just built a game out of that. Uh, I thought that's uh, the recipe that uh, um, we're going to need to continue to do to have success. They did do a lot of good things. Vegas is a very good team. Certainly, uh, I would say maybe the Oilers' biggest arch nemesis right now. And, you know, again, the Oilers played a good game. Chris Knobloch said today he thought it was a very, very good third period. He thought they only gave up a couple of scoring chances, and they both went in. And he wasn't criticizing Skinner or anybody specific. He just said that that's generally how you would want to play a third period with a two-goal lead. Yes, a couple of things they could have done better, uh, but Vegas you know, had to score on both their chances to tie up the game. Law of averages most nights, that doesn't happen. And of course, the fans went home happy, and they were happy early in the game as well, because they got a first period goal from Papa Euler. Off the draw, Gagne will shoot! Scores! Sam Gagne from the right wing! Yeah, it's a set face-off play um, that I've you know, you draw up every every so often. You try and activate uh, the backside D and get you know guys to the net and try and you know create second, third opportunities. Um, you know, fortunately, it was through a screen and uh, he wasn't able to pick it up and it went in. So um, you know, de- yeah, definitely nice to to find a way to get a goal there. All right, and Gagne, as as we've seen, he appreciates being an Oiler. He appreciates being in the NHL. And uh, he, he is not afraid to uh, let it out when he scores. And Nugent Hopkins today was asked about Gagne's excitement when scoring a goal. 
It's exciting for us to, to see him uh, kind of uh, get fired up for uh, for his goals too. And uh, I mean, I, like I said before, he puts puts a lot of work into it on and off the ice. So uh, obviously, you're going to be excited, and uh, when you when you put one in, and, uh, I know that uh, what's important for him is helping the team out any way he can. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely fun to, to see him get fired up and we get fired up on the bench. So, so, so do you guys call him Papa Oiler, or is that just? <laughs> no, no, we haven't brought that in yet, but. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next thing. Yeah, social media. Pop yeah, they, they don't call him Pop Oiler in the room, but I know some of you call him that. And are, I mean, three goals for Gagne. Doesn't play every game. Wasn't going to play yesterday until Hyman got sick, but uh, he certainly embraces any opportunity he gets to play some shifts for the Edmonton Oilers. And it's, uh, you know, Gagne and Nugent Hopkins were the ones who spoke to the media today. Two guys who have known each other a long time. Nugent Hopkins uh, has, has been here, obviously, since 2011. And uh, Gagne was drafted, what, back in 2006? He's left. He's come back. He's left. Now he's back for a third time. And Gagne today uh, had some memories of a young RNH. I remember um, calling him on draft night. So, um, you know, we, we talked then. Um, you know, but obviously, uh, I mean, he looks the same now as he did back then. But uh, you know, he's he's come a long way. He's matured a lot. Um, it's uh, it's been great, kind of um, you know, getting to be his teammate. Um, in, you know, three different times now. Um, he you know he's a he's a great teammate, great person, um, and he keeps you know keeps getting better, keeps adding different elements to his game. So he's uh, definitely a fun guy to be around. All right, a lot of mutual respect there. And Nugent Hopkins also recalled his early days with Gagne. The Rexall days and uh, first first couple of years, uh, um, team was team was struggling a little bit, and uh, we we started to figure it out a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean we've we've played a lot of years together, and uh, like I said, uh, we're roomies uh, back in my second year, and uh, I remember his his eight point night pretty pretty clear too. I was up, up in the stands actually watching them, and uh, so yeah, it's definitely some uh, good times in the past with Sam. All right, good stuff here from those two guys today, two Oilers veterans as they practiced and uh, then flew to Winnipeg to get ready for tomorrow's game. Tell you what, uh, we will have Luke Gazdick coming up between 7.30 and 8. We will get to some of your messages and or calls in the next few minutes. 780-496-0063. The Oilers have won three straight. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Is this, uh, oh, what's the name of the band? Airborne? It is. I forgot the name of the, they did that song Live It Up that I really liked. That was the, that was the show intro song for a while. It was, way back then. we had, uh, a decade ago. Yeah, well, that's a good point. And then, well, yeah, it's been a little over 10 years since, uh, it was like November 10th, 2013 was my first day. I was as, here, uh, I remember Officially that. the host of the show. Uh, and then we had Valley of Lost Souls by Poison for a long time. And now in the fall, we've changed to sort of a, a generic music bed as mm-hmm. we. Call it in the industry. 
but that works very well. 780-496-0063. Kellen, do we have a potpourri of topics? We do, because we've got Oilers text and a teddy bear toss, uh, I guess, Q&A coming in here. Because is, is, two, is two topics a potpourri? It is a potpourri. Well, on this show, it is. It is. <laughs> I, I make the rules for is the it, text line. Is it bric-a-brac? It's, yes, I like it. <laughs> It's like the, uh, oh, what's the name of that uh, spice mixture that's a mixture of just different spices and stuff? Uh, allspice? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, hey. <laughs> we're, we're good for a uh, vast array of knowledge. Yeah. Or non-knowledge. Mixture of spices. This is the cereal bowl when you decide to put, you know, the Cheerios and the Frosted Flakes together because you don't have enough cereal to fill up the bowl. So, there we go. Uh, but anyway. Mixed spice is also called pudding spice? Is, ah, is okay, there we go. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody will know. Somebody who's a baker out there, one of our 14 listeners, must have some baking knowledge. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so we'll start with the teddy bear toss stuff here because I've got a couple of questions pertaining to the same thing. We were talking about the teddy te- teddy bear toss and implications on you know how to throw the bear and right. what to do in certain situations with the bear and stuff like that. And I've got a couple here that just asks, uh, hey, guys, what do you do if, unfortunately, the Oil Kings get shut out in the game? You throw them at the end of the game. It's, yeah, that, the game. That's yeah. happened. You throw them at the end. I, I remember even that happened... Uh, in the AJHL, when I was covering that league, some team got shut out, and I asked one of their broadcasters or who, or somebody with the team what they did. Just throw them at the end of the game. They are getting thrown one way or the other, folks. Mm-hmm. So if the Oil Kings happen to get shut out, they won't throw them at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And then I got an uh, anonymous text, but I think they heard my uh, comment about uh, ergonomic form and that stuff. And it says, hey, Reed and Kellen, you got a rifle back like Doug Flutie in the early 90s in the CFL. <laughs> That's right. just yes. rifled a bear like it's a 40-yard <laughs> heater to the end zone. Yes. That's a great reference. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that could be a challenge. The further you are from the ice, can you get it to the ice in one throw? Yes. Or is it going to hit somebody in the back of the head? They'll pick up your bear and then throw it onto the ice. It's just a, it's, it's just a bear. It's all, it's all. Yeah, good. but you yeah. could try to make a challenge or try to pretend you're, the, you know, the quarterback of your choice. I don't know if a lot of Edmontonians would pretend they're Doug Flutie. They might pick somebody else. <laughs> maybe, maybe Warren Moon. Maybe Moon or Ray or Riley or Wilkinson or or Ford. Tracy Ham. Might, Tracy Ham. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if David a lot Allen. of Edmonton fans would would pick Doug Flutie first. Yes. But but good reference. He was a great player. There we go. And now switching gears over to the Oilers. I've got one in from Richard saying, "Love their." When uh, Gagne scored, loved how poor Vegas looked. How many points are the Oilers out by now? That's from Richard. Uh, they're, they're what? They're five points out of a playoff spot. So it takes a long time, as we know, to make up ground. I'm just bringing up the standings here to double check. So the wild card team is Nashville with 22 points. They're 11 and 10. I think they're up to six wins in a row now, aren't they? Yes, yeah, six wins in a row for Nashville. So quite a turnaround for them. The Oilers have 17 points. They have to pass Anaheim, Seattle, Calgary, and Arizona, and they're only a point ahead of Minnesota. So, now, I do not think the Ducks are going to stay in the race. Uh, I would still think Arizona drops out. You know, Calgary and Seattle will probably hang around. So, yeah, I mean, the thing is with the Oilers, and I've said this before, it'll, it might take them a while here to be in a playoff spot. I mean, unless they beat Winnipeg and sweep the homestand 
or go five and one, then maybe they'd be in the second wild card spot by then. But it just takes a while because even if they're winning, somebody else that is already ahead of the Oilers is also getting points. So it's hard to track down all the teams you need to track down, even if you have a hot streak. I think it, uh, Bob referenced this first, so I'll give him credit. Um, I think if the Oilers can be 500 at the halfway point of the season, like have 41 points in 41 games, then that's probably a good spot given that you think about they were 2-9-1. and one. And even now, I mean, they're still 8-12-1. There's still four games below 500, uh, having played 21. So that means in the next 20 games, you need them to go four games over 500. That's probably achievable. And then you keep working from there. Mm-hmm. Dawson texts in. If Hyman is healthy, who comes out of the lineup in Winnipeg? Again, from Dawson. You know, that's a good question. And Escott and I were briefly talking about that. Um, Yeah, Mark's going to stay in. Plus, he scored. Gagne scored. I mean, if I would say Gagne would be the one to come out. James Hamlin got an assist again. (laughs) You know, he's, he's playing hard. Uh, I thought that was maybe Adam's er- Adam Ernie's best game as an Oiler last night. Now, I know what you're thinking. Reed, did they take out Ryan McLeod? I don't know if they're at the point where they want to scratch Ryan McLeod. And he does kill penalties, and the penalty kill has been good lately. So I I hate to not give an answer, but I, I kind of don't know. I mean, could it be Gagne, even though he got a goal? He might wind up being the odd man out. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned and find out. You have to listen to the pregame show tomorrow night with Reed, and we might have an inf- or might have an answer for you. Uh, Miles texts in and says, "Reed, I never thought I would say this, but it's been three games since Evan Bouchard made a boneheaded mistake, and the Oilers have won all three games. Coincidence? I think not. That's from Miles. Well, b- better last three games for the Oilers. Less self-inflicted wounds for sure, and unfortunately, Bouchard had uh, often been the the king of self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, fair." Uh, I mean, fair comment. And again, I, I don't want to make it all about one guy. I mean, the Oilers aren't, don't have the record they, they have all because of Evan Bouchard. But there were some nights he made some pretty frustrating errors and where you were thinking if he just didn't do that, the score would have been this and the Oilers would have been fine instead of being behind. Mm-hmm. Big Stu texts in and says the Oilers are finally playing better, but I remain skeptical. They have one NHL caliber goalie, and we've already seen that Skinner can't handle too much of a workload. That's from Big Stu. I think that's a fair comment. Uh, I, I do think Skinner's played better yesterday, uh, well, the last few games. Um, I mean, I know he allowed four yesterday. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the goals. I don't, I don't think he allowed one that you'd say was a bad goal. They clearly aren't using Pickard. He's only played once. Does he play in Winnipeg tomorrow because it's his hometown? I don't know. I don't think the Oilers can afford to worry about that personally. I think they need to get as many points as they can, and Skinner gives them the best chance to do that. I wonder if, and I know some of you might roll your eyes here or feel like, why would you tell me that, Reed? I wonder if Jack Campbell is called up for the six-game homestand. Now, they play... Uh, today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, they play Henderson tonight. The Bakersfield Condors do. And then they play again Friday and Saturday. So I think fair to say that Campbell gets two of those three games. And if he does half decent, then maybe he's called up to rejoin the Oilers for practice on the third or maybe on the fourth. 
and then maybe he's the backup goalie again. I, I do think he's got he's going to get another chance with the Oilers. I, I mean, they I don't think they sent him down there to banish him and to say we're never going to see you again. I think they still want to try to reclaim him or, or have him reclaim his game and hopefully contribute to the Oilers in the NHL. So I, I think that that's a possibility. He plays tonight in Henderson. He plays one of the two games against the Texas Stars on Friday and Saturday. And if he does okay, he's uh, back up with the Oilers for the six-game homestand. Just something to keep in mind. Uh, a little, little bit more from you and Luke Gazdick coming up inside Sports on Chet.